Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Human Performance Outliers podcast with Zach Bitter. Okay, everybody. Today's guest brought an interesting story and lifestyle to HPO. Those of you who are curious about low carbohydrate and ketogenic diets and their potential roles when it comes to active lifestyles and performance will enjoy this one. My guest for this episode is Sean Sakonofsky. Sean is a cyclist based out of South Africa who has followed a strict ketogenic diet for over nine years. What makes his lifestyle interesting is he goes for very long bike rides, often pushing up to 100 miles in a single session. He does these sessions on average three to four times per week, targeting a mark of approximately 500 kilometers or 312 and a half miles per week. He often does these rides unfueled, leaning on a fat-rich dinner the night before and a cup of black coffee in the a.m. Here's an example of one of Sean's bigger four-day weeks. Ride 1, 95.19 miles in 4 hours, 46 minutes, no fuel. Ride 2, 94.87 miles in 5 hours, no fuel. Ride 3, 112 miles in 5 hours and 41 minutes, no fuel. And ride 4, 94.86 miles in 4 hours, 41 minutes, no fuel, totaling 396.9 miles for that week. If you're interested in more of those types of data points, Sean does log his training on Strava and often posts about his rides, the fueling or lack thereof during his rides, and his nutrition outside of these rides on Instagram. As someone who follows a low-carbohydrate diet myself, albeit not as low as Sean, I wanted to hear more about his how and why. An interesting component of Sean's lifestyle that sticks out to me is the lower overall training sessions, but higher volume per session. This gives Sean more time between these sessions. One of the reasons this interests me is I find that the time between training is often a variable I consider when deciding on how low-carb to go personally. And since Sean typically has longer training sessions than I do, but also has longer time between them, I find this kind of an interesting thing to hear about his experience and how that might play a role in his lifestyle and why he chooses to fuel the way he does. Also, for those interested, I will be doing an IG live chat with Sean where we will engage with both of our followers who have questions. That will take place on Thursday, September 23rd at 10 a.m. Pacific time for those who want to join live. You can also check out that recording on Sean's IG page if you can't tune in live. And his IG page can be found at Sean underscore Sacco at S-E-A-N underscore S-A-K-O. If you enjoy this podcast and wish to support either monetarily or by sharing, liking, and subscribing, please head over to zachbitter.com forward slash HPO for options, which include joining my Patreon page, making a quick one-time donation, which includes options to avoid the need of joining a third-party platform, or subscribing to HPO on your favorite podcast listening or viewing platform. You can also support HPO through the show sponsors. Details on all the discounts and promotions from HPO show sponsors can be found at zachbitter.com forward slash HPO sponsors. That link, as well as the others, can also be found in the show notes. Speaking of show sponsors, this episode is brought to you by my friends at Element. Element is an electrolyte supplement that was designed by Rob Wolf former guest, two-time guest actually of the HPO podcast. 
uh, element is unique in that it comes in these little single serving packets that are loaded with 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. So these little single serving packets are kind of nice because you can easily pack them, store them, bring them with you on an activity. I love them for traveling. Uh, in fact, uh, they're pretty potent, so I can usually get about two liters worth of water out of those single-serving packets. So it's uh, kind of a nice way to uh, top off on electrolytes, especially if you're training or working out in hot climates or following a low-carbohydrate ketogenic diet where you may just need a little extra electrolyte support. Um, if you want to check out their stuff for free, uh, you can do so. They have a sample pack that they give you for free as long as you're willing to pitch in the $5 shipping, which includes eight of those sample, eight of those eight different flavors within those uh, single serving packets. Uh, some of the options include citrus, raspberry, orange, watermelon, chocolate, mango chili, lemon habanero, and plain. Those last three were great as add-ons to food when going out to eat or traveling. Uh, personally, I really like the chocolate flavor in my coffee in the morning. And then I'll usually sprinkle in either one of the watermelon or uh, raspberry flavors this last week in kind of just my, my drinking water throughout the day. So if you're interested in checking that out, you can head over to drinklmnt.com forward slash HPO. And that will get you to the page that offers up the free eight pack sampler. Or if you want to, you can head over to my website at zachbitter.com forward slash HPO sponsors to get element details as well as all the other sponsors of the HPO podcast. Also supporting this episode is Inside Tracker. So folks, if you are playing around with your diet, checking your nutrition, fine tuning things, cleaning up your diet, whatever you want to call it, uh, getting a blood test could be a good option to help you identify whether you're targeting the right amounts of micronutrients or deciding on whether you want to add a supplement or an, a, a multivitamin to your typical daily nutrition needs. And one way to do that is to go to insidetracker.com and order one of their blood panels. Uh, they are offering HPO Podcasts listeners a big 25% off their entire store for a limited time. So you can check those out and personalize your blood panel to test the things you're looking for, whether that's just a couple of things or a wide battery of different options to shine a light on how things are being optimized within your body. If you want to take advantage of that 25% off discount, Go to InsideTracker.com, throw in promo code HPOPRO25, that's HPOPRO25, and it will knock 25% off the entire InsideTracker store. Also, if you happen to be a coach, trainer, registered dietitian, or other health and wellness practitioner, you can offer your clients InsideTracker through their program at InsideTracker Pro. This will give you the ability to share this product with your clients and benefit from it by being able to get a closer look at how your client is functioning on the inside. So to get started on that, visit insidetracker.com forward slash HPO and the details will 
be available for you on that site. For both of these sponsors, links can be found in the show notes as well as at zachbitter.com forward slash HPO sponsors. All right, folks, welcome back to the HPO podcast. Today, I am joined by a very exciting guest, uh, Sean Sakanowski. Am I saying that last name right? Sakanowski? Uh, it's Sakanowski. Um, Sakanowski. You have, you, you, you've done it very well. You've, you've <laughs> done it very well. I've, some people have swallowed their tongue trying to actually... Uh, to, to, to say it, but yeah, yeah, you've got it. That's why the nickname Sacco became a, a, yeah. a lot more sort of a, uh, easier to sort of adopt. <laughs> yeah, Sean Sacco has a nice ring to it. it makes a good uh, good Instagram handle. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. It, it is funny. I look. My last name is is pretty basic in terms of the number of letters, but then I'll get people like bitter. I want to say bitter, but I'm not sure if that's how it's pronounced. I don't want to be offensive by calling him bitter. So they'll be like bitters. Biter, bitter. <laughs> so it is always funny. Last names can be a handful, but uh, oh, trust me, people have butchered my last name like you cannot believe. <laughs> awesome. I mean, we were chatting a little bit before here, before, but just so my listeners know, I've, you've been someone I've been wanting to get on the the podcast for a while, and for whatever reason, I'll notice every once in a while there'll be folks where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get them on, and then it happens right away. And there's other ones where for whatever reason, it just takes me forever to actually get around to asking and setting it up and all that stuff. And um, you were you were obviously very accommodating as soon as I did do that. So I think we were, were chatting maybe last week at the at the latest, and you were already not only willing to come on, but to to hop on at what is, I think, 9 p.m. at your time down in South, yeah, South yeah. Africa, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a fan of yours. So regard, regardless, I mean, it's, um, you know, of what you've accomplished in your own, in your own right. Uh, also, you know, thinking out of the box, uh, your approach. I've watched many interviews uh, um, about yourself with other people um, and also your approach. Specifically, you know, my attraction to you was your approach to nutrition um and uh the, and, and not sort of uh giving a bad rap towards animal-based uh products um and you know sort of thinking out the box and uh, going against the, the the crowd i am as such so that was very much a um was the, the calling sort of highlights uh you're an endurance athlete but not a cyclist you're a runner but when i heard about you i started to investigate uh, and, and find out more. And, uh, you know, my fiance, Melly and I, we've watched, uh, I think, a few, a few podcasts uh, with you uh, uh, talking uh, about your approach, your strategies, your nutrition strategies. Uh, Melly used to be an ex-ultra endurance uh, uh, marathon runner herself. Uh, she's uh, completed numerous hundred milers. Um, uh, she, she's also now recently changed to becoming full ketogenic. She's now been ketogenic now for eight months. And she was a vegetarian for 20 years and she um, also changed that and she has transformed, uh, you know, her cycling, her performance, everything has just gone uh, leaps and bounds uh, in, uh, in, in, in progress. Um, so, uh, you know, I've, I've watched you from, from, uh, from the, the, the audience uh, for a while now. So it's a privilege to be able to chat with you. Yeah. Awesome. That no, that's great. I think we're gonna have a fun conversation. I know there's some uh, some aspects of your what, what I perceive. We'll find out. I guess your training and your nutrition strategy that uh, that I that I find really interesting, uh, and I want to get your take on it. And you know, I've had clients who I think are like following a fairly 
similar approach that you are. And it'll be interesting just to kind of hear how maybe you compare with them. And, and I'm also jotting down, I might have to try to get your fiance to come on the podcast at some point and talk about her transformation. <laughs> in a very, and a very, very interesting one at that as well. Um, uh, and you know, she, when she was here, um, she was, um, she's back in Switzerland now and she's, she hopefully, hopefully will be back in, in South Africa in, in October. But for the two months, I watched her literally, uh, that's an entire conversation on, on its own, morph um, her whole body structure, morph from taking in more uh, animal products, red meats, um, and, and, and actually her body development, her muscularity, her definition in her muscles, everything completely uh, changed uh, for, for the better it was and in the the evidence the photographic evidence was there and for me being uh, somebody who's always been interested in nutrition um 20 years ago i i, I used to i used to uh, be a bodybuilder that's where my interest in nutrition actually started um, and also my interest in biohacking as one would call it started uh, all the way back then um and then of course uh, my obsession with um I personally suffer from body dysmorphia. I think there's not many uh, athletes out there that do uh, that don't suffer from body dysmorphia. So I was always fascinated with what the cap the capabilities of what the body can do and, and can't do. Of course, science plays a, a very uh, um, big role in that. But I also have my sort of uh, question marks towards science and where science is, is focusing and pushing and directing people's uh, um, uh, sort of or guiding people in what to do and how to do it. So I think there is definitely a, a big question mark with regards to um, the application of nutritional science and sports science uh, in, in people. So um, that, that for me is, is, is probably one of my driving factors in, in what I do. Um, is because uh, I, I um, being a loner and, and, and being somebody who uh, allows um, themselves to actually think for themselves and not to hear the noise of other people, it gives me the opportunity to apply what I have, what I believe in, and then and then go out there in the field. And if I, I do stand to be corrected, but I, I do feel that you do the same thing. That it's uh, and you have said those words. What works for me may not work for somebody else. It's not a, a shoe that fits one size fits all. Um, but there is definitely other ways to a uh, approach nutrition, to use nutrition, and not to have and be guided by mass. I have to say this mass media uh, in what nutrition uh, to to follow and and what to eat um, when. Um, there, there is a massive problem with the consumption of carbohydrate. Um, and just to jump right in, a lot of what I do is not to train for the next event, but it's more of a, a statement. Um, I'm a huge advocate of the Noakes Foundation. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, um, what happened to Professor Tim Noakes as well, for me is just an absolute no-no, a no-go. Um, so for me, there's a lot of, uh, there's a moral issue um, in what I do. Uh, whenever I go out there and prove the mainstream um, nutritional science incorrect. Um, there have been several uh, magazine or these YouTube channels which promote and advocate strong usage of carbohydrates, carbohydrates to fuel the body. You, you, know, you know, they have one cyclist eating carbs the, the entire ride and they have another one that's just not fueling up. And, and of course, 
because the one person because they're both carb adapted and they're not fat fat adapted it it shows you that there is this um definite favor for the carbohydrate but it is just incorrect in my opinion to have the ability to sway the masses um with this with this um sort of message you you are giving out um there should be a freedom of choice but it's the incorrect message to to have a a, a mass audience and and drive this carbohydrate because a lot of people adopt cycling to get healthier and fitter and they've got a weight problem and they walk in they buy the bike and they also buy the the high sugar energy um products to go with it which spikes their the sugar glucose they they bonk they come home and they just keep on eating until they are full and they actually don't need the uh, you know the calories um and then you got the perpetual uh, message of replenish the glycogen stores repl- replace the glycogen stores replace the glycogen stores um and for for me um it, it, there is a, a a definite moral uh factor i'm not a, a philanthropist i'm not a eco warrior i'm not a i'm not a person that goes out there to 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 try and do to to better the world i don't wear that 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 flag but um i i just i i, I don't like incorrect or mis misleading information i like free free choice freedom you know freedom of thought uh, this is a very very important fact uh, factor for me so there's a lot of history in why i do it um and of course um the the, the when i started and became ketogenic it wasn't because of performance it was purely because of health reasons um i i come from um of both sides of my family come from a traditional uh, high carb low fat uh, um nutrition uh, nutritional scheme both sides of my family are plagued with cancers heart disease and obesity um and something had to change something had to change uh, with regards to well why are they always getting these illnesses what is what is what is what is it we don't we we take we 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 take the foods that we eat for for granted um and a lot of we are we are governed by our desires and our addictions and a lot of the foods that we eat are based on addictive uh qualities um and it's it's for, for it's 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 wrong I, you know i i really believe that we could cure a lot of the world's problems if if we change the eating habits of people because hunger is the one of the worst sensations a person can feel it's the most debilitating feelings that one can feel um so when you when you when you give a a, a poor person something to eat and it's full of sugar you know like you know it's 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 rather given the right foods to eat which will consistiate them and 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 change you know it we're talking about a problem which would be almost impossible to do but this is how i think you know it it's it's they're going to be hungry hungry in 2 hours later um and so this is so i'm digressing a lot here but th- this is the method in my mad- madness i i'm very i, I have I have strong uh, values with regards to what I believe in um and I I I fly a flag with regards to saying guys hang on hang on are you being told the truth think out the box over here you know um just to finish it off okay I question everything I uh, I became paleolithic before I became ketogenic I gave up wheat and gluten okay 
I'm born, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish. I was born from a, a traditional Jewish, uh, my mother and my father are Jewish. And um, I eat pork. You're not supposed to eat pork. And I said to my father, I said, every time I eat challah, which is the Friday night uh, uh, bread, the kitka, I'm like a concrete machine afterwards. Okay. It doesn't work for me. But if I eat a piece of pork, which I'm not supposed to eat, I'm as right as rain. And I don't get constipated. So where, so what is, what is, what, what, how, what is, what's going on here? You know, mm-hmm. there has to be, there has to be something wrong here. So that's, so, so that's kind of the background uh, to, to me and my nutrition. Yeah, no, that's a great kind of description of how you kind of got to where you are. And I think it's interesting for me personally, I, I'm definitely on the same page as you when I think like, I hate one size fits all like prescriptions. Like I think like dietary guidelines or whatever you want to call them when they get too narrowly focused on a specific way of eating, we've missed the boat altogether because, uh, you know, when I just think of myself back in my prior career as an educator, I would never walk into a classroom and propose to my students that there is one way to do this. And if you don't do it, you're a failure or you're doing it wrong or this, that, and the other thing, or you're like going to fit in this nice clean box along with everyone else that just wouldn't fly. I, I would touch, you know, a few of the percentage of the, of the classroom that would succeed under that protocol. And then there would be, you know, folks on either end of the spectrum who likely would do miserable with it. So my responsibility as someone who is like the purveyor of how do we learn was how do I find enough different ways to learn that these students have something they can pick from what they think is going to work best for them. And then they can always adjust with a different approach or a different tool or a different procedure if the first try doesn't work for them. And I think nutrition is quite similar. I mean, I think there's like, there's a lot of stuff that quote unquote will work on paper, but once you introduce that into the real world, you have all sorts of issues with like what you described, like someone's ability to actually adhere to that. And I think we, one thing, if you take a quick glance over the entire spectrum of the nutrition world is that there are some very extreme approaches that for whatever reason are very sustainable for certain people. So why should I remove that option for them? And then there are very quote unquote, um, non-restrictive approaches that essentially open the door for all sorts of different like food choices that work for some, but also don't work at all for others because that many op- options is kind of like a paralysis by analysis type of thing. Like everything in moderation. It, okay. But if you can't moderate, or if you're having a little bit of everything, at what point does a little bit of everything in a certain food environment add up to way surplus in like all sorts of problems I see. And I think, uh, kind of coming to the table with a variety of approaches and just instead of saying like, well, this, this is inherently bad. This is inherently good saying, here are some options. Maybe one appeals to you that we can start with, or maybe one appeals to what you described to me. Well, it's actually, you know, that's, it's, I I think, I I, I think what, what you've just brought up now is, is, is I'd say the crux of the matter uh, the people out there are looking for the magic pill. They're looking for their, they're looking for the secret diet. They're looking how many times I've been asked. So what do you eat? W- um, when do you eat it? Uh, how do you eat it? Um, you know, uh, with regards to intermittent fasting, uh, which, which, uh, which um, uh, program do you use? What, 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 you know, what, what do you do and how do you do it? Um, I, I, I personally have a very disjointed lifestyle. I'm off, off the bike. I'm involved in social media. I have the most skewed sleeping patterns um, 
I, I, you know, I, I don't have an endurance athlete sleeping patterns. I, I, if, if, if I slept more, I would be able to ride more and, and do more. Um, it's, 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 uh, so for me to go and prescribe what I eat and what I do to, for somebody else, I can tell you now, right, it's not going to work for you. Um, a lot of what I do is, 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 is ludicrous. It's crazy. Um, you know, I, I, I come off a, I come off a training week with with a, a, a TSS uh, that that's just you know I, sh- I should be resting I should just just not be riding the next couple of days but I'm going to go out there and ride because I don't know when I'm, I'll have a chance to ride again um, and and I, I'm not going to prescribe somebody who's got an Achilles tendonitis to go and do what I do I'm currently uh, you know back it's just something I I. I'm not out there to go and uh, win a race. I'm not out there to go and um, comp- uh, compete, uh, complete an event. I think every single, what I do is every single ride I do is an event. Every single day that I can prove the, you know, what I could say, the e- efficacy of, the, of what, I, what I practice is, is a win for me, is a win for me. So if somebody can, if I can, tra- if I can assist somebody in, in bettering themselves, that has now become an accomplishment for me. And, and on a personal note, my, my niece, um, whom was, uh, uh, she, she's now 18, uh, but she was a vegan for, for, um, for about two or three years, and she was diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease with the thyroid dis- disorder. She basically was obese. Um, the, uh, the, 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 there were so many... I would say misdiagnosis with regards to what and how to uh, uh, um, amend or assist her problem. She, um, I broke my clavicle at the beginning of the year, and I moved in with with my with my sister and and her husband and and, and my niece. And she started doing one meal a day. Uh, I encouraged her to become keto and do one meal a day um, uh, um, uh, regime for fasting. Um, she has lost over 25 kilograms already. Her thyroid levels have effectively normalized. Her endocrinologist cannot believe it. So there has to be some something. Why isn't this discussed? Why isn't this mentioned more, more about? Why aren't people allowing people to, to not hear this bombardment of you know, you've got to have carbohydrates. You've got to have this. It's it, the honestly, it was the carbohydrates that created the obesity. Um, it was the, the for for her for her. Uh, maybe it's uh, her her her, um, the, her genetic makeup, her structure. Um, for, for her, she needed uh, the 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 high B12s and the the, the Bs from the meat. Um, she needed the iron. She needed all of this stuff to assist her body to actually function properly. And she was denying it through an ideology, um, through the veganism. Um, and, and, and that for me is just not on. It's just, it doesn't fly with me. So for me, once again, what I do is not about, I want to go and uh, conquer the, um, uh, this tough uh, grand sportiva or do an adventure race for me. It, what I do is on a daily basis making a statement, um, and and that is that's what I do. So when somebody asks me about 
my 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 meal plan and, and my and my uh, what I, what I eat. Um, it's what I eat. If you want to if you want to 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 follow a ketogenic diet, I will lead you on to somebody who knows about the ketogenic diet and who studies it on a day to day basis, and I'll direct you in that process because. Like you've mentioned in many of your podcasts, uh, it's, it's the same, same way you talk about how if you drink a cup of coffee, you drink it every single day, um, you know, eventually the effects are going to wear off. But if you have a cup of coffee once a week, um, you're going to feel the profound effects of the caffeine. And that's how you utilize the carbohydrates. You get this, this incredible uh, um, uh, boost and spike from the, the, from, the, from the carbs and it works for you. It's like a supercharger. It's like a turbocharger. So, and that is how it works for you. There's no clean cut. And that's the problem with, I believe, with, with the society today. They want the app. They want the phone does, does it this way. The app does it this way. And if I press the button, it will do this. And it doesn't work with biology. And also, once again, ideologies don't work with biology. Ideology and biology don't, don't, don't mix. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, you can't, a cell doesn't have its own computer um, brain that, that can, it, it, that's how your cells work. Um, so that is, that's, that's, that is what I am. That's what I classify myself as. I'm not a, um, somebody that has a, a structured training plan. My goal is to ride a minimum of 500 kilometers a week. Okay. My goal is to Write a minimum of an average uh, to average a uh, 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 wattage output of 200 watts for the 500 kilometers uh, that week. Okay, and my goal is not to consume any fuel for that 500 kilometers. I don't have enough time in the day. Okay, besides my actual work and what I, what, I, what where, where I make uh, try to make a living from um, to um, to ride longer distances to say right. Well, this is the the fuel. Because eventually, if I ride long enough, I'm going to need to refuel, correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. But I haven't r- ridden long enough um, on the road. And the longest time I've ridden on the road, road is eight hours at a very uh, uh, respectable high pace. And I had a coffee at the 120-kilometer mark. Okay. It's a very interesting discussion what happens with me personally when I do get energy lows because there are times in, the, in my ride that I will experience an energy low. And I understand the psychological effect on somebody when they, they are getting an energy low. I do experience sometimes mini bonks, if one could call it that. But I've learned not to panic. All I do is I slowly, I, I soft pedal for about 10 minutes. And it's almost like something just kicks in there and the energy just comes soaring back. And that is, it's a very um, intimidating sensation, I believe, for the average person when they get that bonk. They immediately think, I need food and I need lots of food, okay? So they don't allow their body that adaptation. They immediately are looking for the sugar. They're looking for the, the, they aren't allowing themselves, just calm down. This is the time to actually calm down and allow your body to do what it can do naturally. And it, it, it happens, sometimes never happens and sometimes it can happen frequently. I do believe the frequency when it does, when the frequency increases, that's, it, that's attributed to fatigue. So I know that uh, it will happen towards like an end of a big week. It will happen a lot. And that's basically my body is trying to say, I'm not going to produce any more energy for you. Okay. You need to slow down because uh, when I was a carb burner, 
um, uh, back in 2000 and uh, before 2013, I got uh, overtraining syndrome back in 2009. And um, I would hit one or two energy gels before I ride, okay? And literally 15 minutes into the ride, I'd bonk. 15 minutes into the ride. And that was obviously through fatigue. Your body's, um, the way it was explained to me and the way I learned and did my research, your, your liver is sabotaging itself from producing the energies, preventing you from, from doing the, the physical activity. So, um, so, I, so I understand me and how I work. So once again, when somebody comes and asks me questions, I don't think I'm really giving them the right advice by telling them what, what I do to do it. I think I'm giving them the right advice to say, well, first of all, go and just check out this, this web page and check out that web page. Because as we said in the beginning, one shoe doesn't fit all. Mm -hmm. So you may be ketogenic, but you may incorporate a greater amount of carbohydrates in, 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 your, in your regime and in your, in your training. With regards to intensity, okay, um, I still can perform solid efforts and numerous efforts during uh, a five, six, seven-hour ride, five, five-minute solid efforts. Um, and I do believe, and I really believe that's got to do with adaptation, and I do believe that the body, the, the, the deeper that I go into becoming ketogenic, um, and I'm also slowly but surely um, pushing myself away from uh, plant-based foods and more animal-based foods and I feel I get stronger better muscle definition and, and, and I'm just generally stronger um, I find that that's got I really believe that's got to do with cell adaptation I'm not a scientist I'm not I just trying to uh, put a put some sort of uh, um, explanation to what's what's actually transpiring um, and you know just to touch on, on, a, on a point about plant and animal base I'm a I'm, I'm a huge um, massive space fan, and I know that you can't take a herd of cattle into, <laughs> into space with you, okay, to, 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 eat, to eat whilst you're traveling on the way to Mars. So, so plants and various, and I do believe that ketones, um, artificial ketone esters would, be, would certainly be something which, which, which one would look at uh, utilizing as, as, as a, a source of, of nutrition in, 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 in the, the realms of, uh, you know, outer space. So, um, as an earthling, as an earthbound person, um, to to not look and or frown upon animal based, we we're all part of the we're all part of the universe. A black hole consumes as well. You know, if you look at physics, uh, you you super the, the whole thing's about consuming and, and 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 rebirth. That's how the universe works. So um, from the from a bigger picture, uh, I, I really believe that one shouldn't discount. Uh, the, 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 the profound in certain individuals' positive effects of utilizing an animal-based uh, uh, nutrition, nutritional plan. But I do believe that there's a huge oversight on the, on the usage of carbohydrates. It's, there's a pandemic. I, if I, I do stand to be correct, but 52% of the United States is obese. Yeah, I'm not sure the exact numbers, but it's very high. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you that. And, that, and, 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 and that, that's got to do with, uh, um, you know, the fast food updates. It's tremendous. Modern diseases like type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, they couldn't type 3, the type 3 diabetes. This is all got related to, to sugar and sugar consumption. And then once again, I, I believe industry plays uh, um, uh, has a responsibility that, 
pros, you, you, the pros that ride in, in the, the Tour de France and the Grand, the Grand Tours, these are exceptional individual athletes. These are individual athletes that have got exceptional physical abilities. To, to emulate them is, is you, you, you're not. It's a small fraction of the population. They can they can consume carbs until the, 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 the you know until the cows come home, so it, it's just it, it's it's the industry I believe has a, a responsibility to give the right advice. Um, if somebody who who has a full time job who's got a bicycle or running or running uh, t- ten or fifteen kilometers a day, um, they don't ne- necessarily need to carb up um, and and um, and experience. The, 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 the horrific feeling, as I call it, from hyperglycemia, and then just start, they just bang open a chocolate drink down, uh, chug down a, a Coca-Cola, and they get home and they have more food. I mean, they've, they've just taken a caloric input, which is just not, not necessary. Um, so so I, I really, once again, um, what I do versus uh, an athlete training for an event is completely different. What I do is what I do. What you should do is always investigate and, and ask questions and go and uh, do the research for yourself. Mm-hmm. There's no magic pill. Hey, folks, just a reminder this episode's sponsors include Inside Tracker's top notch blood panel offerings for 25% off for all HPO listeners and Element Electrolyte Supplements offering a free eight serving sample pack to all HPO listeners. If either of these products interest you or any HPO sponsors, links and details are in the show notes or at zachbetter.com forward slash HPO sponsors. Yeah, no, I think we're, we're on the same page on that for sure. I think it's, uh, if I had to summarize what you just said, I would say like, I mean, we need to look at these things from the, through the individual lens versus this kind of population level thing when we're thinking of advice. Like, I mean, you summed it up perfectly. If I look at a Tour de France athlete or an Olympic marathon or something like that, like their lifestyle is unrelatable to 99.9999% of the population, like just completely unrelatable in so many different variables. Like the fact that we would even focus on the nutrition variable for like an Olympic marathoner versus the average person working a nine to five and think that that variable of their nutritional approach is going to somehow be the driver when you consider all the other variables in there is, is pretty silly. Uh, I think it's like playing with one piece out of 20 piece puzzle or something like that. Uh, and, and, and you set, you summed it up perfectly. I think like, you know, if I'm gonna, if, if, if I'm Iliud Kipchoge, yeah, maybe I'm going to tempt 90 grams of carbohydrate in an hour of training. Uh, but if I'm someone running four times a week with a long run on the weekend and maybe a couple of workouts in there training for a marathon on 30 to 40 miles per week. I'm definitely not going to be doing anything near 90 grams of anything per hour <laughs> during my workouts. So at that yes. point, it's like, it's, it gets, it gets pretty, uh, um, it gets pretty, I guess, dogmatic in a sense where we want to focus on kind of the, just like a single variable versus all the variables. And it's just, it's just unfruitful in my opinion to do that. And when I'm coaching people and I'm sure when you're interacting with people, you're like, and what you're, what you're saying sounds like to me, is like, you got to dig into your 
personal circumstances and what they allow for you to do and not to do. And if you start from there, you're more likely going to find a path forward that's going to work for you and something that you can actually stick to. And, and what that happens to be is what it happens to be at the end of the day. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we, we're living in a, 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 an exciting age for the human race. Um, and everything's online. Everything. Um, and, I mean, like Elon Musk says, you, you know, he says you don't need to go to college anymore. You yeah. find everything <laughs> you want is online. You just need, and, and, and you will have to, it's a, you will have to go through a trial and error process. Um, but once again, we have been so uh, sort of uh, directed to have that app, to press the button and for everything to work. And I always, I always say that we have become, we have almost become weaker as individuals through our technology um, to you have a car now that you press a button and the boot will open of the, of the car and then you've got to press the button and the boot will close itself. So we, we, we are reducing the human factor involved in our day-to-day -day lives um, and be becoming weaker and, 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 and more fragile. And, and, and I, think, I think that plays a lot of, on, on society as well. So once again, everything that, 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 that I do is, has, has got a broader picture, a, a, a bigger picture. It's a, it's a case of, you know, you've got to sometimes think out the box. You've got to sometimes remove the noise, shut out the noise and think, what do I want? What does Zach want? What does Sean want? You know, um, because we, we need to be accepted. We are, we are so, and also with, the age of social media, we are, we are looking so much for that acceptance. And it's, it's, it's so difficult with all that noise. And that's the thing. You've got to cancel that noise and discover for yourself. And you're going to have to sacrifice time. You, you're going you're, you're gonna to have to do the research. And you're going to have to go through that, that trial period. Okay, And for those people who are wanting to convert and become ketogenic, it's not easy. It's not meant to be easy. Gaining fitness in any sport, it takes hard work and effort. And there is no magic pill for it. Um, and I've just recently um, experimented with some, uh, some uh, exogenous ketone uh, esters. For me, maybe I'm too far, far uh, down the line. But I, I, haven't, I personally haven't felt any sort of real advantage from it. I had one really good ride uh, on them um but this is just me personally but there are some you know some of these ketone esters which can really assist your body to, to get into a state of ketosis in a very quick time but once again they may have such profound effects on other people but for me personally they had you know i i'm i'm not i'm not convinced for me personally Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you might actually not be the best candidate for them as yeah. well. I mean, I think the research is pretty unproven at this point in terms of how they yeah. would impact performance. I think it's maybe a little better stuff on recovery, but if, uh, I mean, if I had to like hazard a guess, you're probably producing high enough ketone bodies just naturally that it's like, why would you be trying to drive them any higher? Like <laughs> it's like, it almost, it's almost like you've, you've all, you've maxed out that, or you've gotten close enough to the peak on that, that to, to, to add on, like someone who's like having a real hard time getting into ketosis, 
may benefit more from something like that than say someone like yourself who's who's adapted your lifestyle yeah, around I, being in that state. I had, a, I had a very very strange strange smelling urine. <laughs> uh, post those rides uh, i continue that now um but but um it, it it's you know once again the the it's like the ketone esters are just also like being given such a bad rap from in the cycling world um and yes it it may not i'm 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 too far gone, gone probably in in the state of ketosis for it to work but I, i've done like experiments just like for instance, uh, I think it was last year. I did a month of taking in a lot of um, um, oats, um, just uh, gluten-free oats. I want I wanted to see what would happen with me personally, um, and and may, maybe maybe I could really benefit from the carbohydrate. And my cycling went to naught. It really went to naught. I I, I didn't. I, I lost my motivation to 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 ride. Um, that's how bad it got. I got. I got flabby. I, I got a little. I get a little film when I get high cortisol. My, I'm so in tune with my body. I get a little film of like a flab around my lo- my right side of my navel belly area. Um, that that appeared. Um, the, uh, the then I got um, I, just to, just to see how quickly I could get naturally in and out of ketosis. I got a very high concentrated carbohydrate protein um drink what they what the bodybuilders use for bulking um which had a like 30 grams per per uh, per serving of of carbohydrates and i had like double 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 that um and literally i just had that for during the day like almost as a lunch a snack and i went down to my mechanic and i just remember having to sit down i got such an insulin spike okay and a bonk like you cannot believe okay it was it was i was i said my eyes my i went like this i actually had to sit down and i, I knew what was going on because i knew what i drank and i knew but that, this is the effect that the next day i was fine the mm-hmm. next day i was fine so um it 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 it, it was for me just, just that thank goodness my body can kick back into into the state state of uh, um ketosis um but for me personally for me as one of 7.2 or 7.3 billion people on this planet i can't do carbohydrates um in in that in that way i'm scared mm-hmm. i even have stopped taking milk in my coffee i'll have a cappuccino if i'm not riding but because my the demand for the key the the, the ketones um the lactose and the in the in the cappuccino in the cappuccino will affect me will affect me i will get i'll get a sensation of bonk from it Mm-hmm. Um, so I, for me personally, that's, that's a, that's a no go. So whenever I have a roadside coffee, it's uh, it's, it's black. Um, so, and if there's a little bit of cinnamon there, I'll have a little bit of cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it gets really interesting. I think even, even when you look at like the research, I think that is available along those lines, I would imagine someone like yourself, who's as low carb as you are, if you start introducing like something to the tune of 60 grams or 30 grams of glucose, you may struggle to clear that just because your body's gotten, you've upregulated the fat burning machinery so high that your body kind of just downregulates the glucose, uh, the exogenous glucose machinery because you're just not doing it. Like, so it's like, why do we keep this around? He's burning high levels of fat. 
This is what's getting them from A to B. And it's going to really fine tune that side of the spectrum. So I, I find that really interesting because when you look at just like folks wearing continuous glucose monitors and testing that stuff, uh, and even in myself too, cause I mean, I'm not as low carb as you most likely, but, uh, yeah. I'm low enough where I'm certainly upregulating the fat burning machinery to a higher degree. So if I go too crazy with carbohydrate, uh, I'll see a big glucose excursion on that continuous glucose monitor followed by a big dip. And it's the dip you want to worry about, right? Like <laughs> that's why you probably had to sit down. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you know, when I was 16, uh, 16, 17, I'll never, ever forget probably one of my worst experiences with hyperglycemia. I had to lie in the long grass and I eventually pulled out the long grass and it's got that, fib that fibrous, that root. And I was sucking on that long grass <laughs> to get, I, there was, in those days, there was no cell phones. There were no energy bars. I literally lay, I lay in the long grass. I was, a, I was a small little kid. And I was in the middle of nowhere. I was worrying about, you know, my safety as well. My, and and I, I, I was completely bombed, okay? I mean, I remember days when I used to be about 20 kilometers from home and bonk terribly. And all I could smell was macaroni and cheese, you know? Um, and and it's, it's, for me, it's the worst sensation ever. It's like to watch, I've, seen, I've watched many YouTube videos of, the, of some of these people like bonking so badly, they're crying and they're, they're shivering and they're, 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 it's, 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 it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, my first prop, I did, I did, I did compete in a, in a Grand Fondo uh, race in Jordan um at, at kind of a high level and it was 198 kilometers through the jordanian desert and we all had our uh, backup vehicles and support vehicles and the guys were you know the front the, the 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 front um front guys they were just calling for the sugar water every half an hour they were like throwing the stuff down there and for me it was the most i was getting entertained by this because i was just having so much fun i mean i did really kind of well in, in, in that race as well. And, um, and I, I didn't refuel at all. I just got water. And there was a period of time when my support vehicle went to go and do a, a time check and I was without water in the middle of a Jordanian uh, desert with just <laughs> camels on the side of the road there. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I can perform. I actually, the, the stats, I, I have nothing to hide. The stats are on my Strava that day. Right in the beginning, I broke away for the first 30, 30 kilometers or 30 or 40 kilometers. I think I was riding at my FTP. Um, so whatever glucose, uh, whatever glycogen I had, I totally went right through it right at the beginning. And I still performed uh, uh, admirably um, in the race. And at the, at the end of the race, I had, a, I had some sparkling water. I, I went back to the hotel. I had a handful of macadamia nuts packed my bike away and then waited for dinner. And that was a 4,850 4, 4, calorie burn uh, ride. Um, and, and I didn't, there was no bonking or shaking or God, I need, I need food. Um, you know, I watch some of the YouTubers doing all of these incredibly long rides and they're like eating every five seconds. It's like, uh, I would have nothing to do on YouTube because I just don't stop to eat. It's this is you know it's it's I couldn't really be an entertainer because I, I'm just not starting to eat. So one video um, and the whole story would be told. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, you need a one so, video YouTube channel and just see how many views <laughs> that one video gets. <laughs> so so um, yeah, there's a whole world out there with regards to. Uh, approaching nutrition from from another angle and and there's a whole and, and it's such an amazing adventure to see what you 
as an individual can do. But you have to go and do it. You can't go and um, uh, get that information and, oh, that's, that's the secret. That's it. You know, there is there's some wonderful product out there. Okay. Um, and there's some gr great information. There's a good source of information. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be to the gram. You're not going to be to the milliliter. Um, it's going to be what works for you. Um, you know, uh, if I look at, uh, at, at Melly, she, she, she has her, her, what she eats and her, what her favorites and what works for her. Okay. Um, it's similar, but it's not, it's not, it's, it's not mine. You know, I, I guided her, but she eventually found her path. So it's, it's very much what works for you. I don't work. I don't start work at eight o'clock. And you don't start work at nine o'clock and you don't start work at five o'clock. So everything's different. So once again, it's society just wants that app. They want the app. They want to press the button. They want everything to work. It doesn't work that way. And you have to work hard at it. There's no, there's no free. There's nothing free in this life. There's nothing free in this life. You've got to work hard for it. You've got to, you've got to, I tell you, I hurt sometimes on the bike. I hurt hard. Okay. And that's the only way you're going to achieve what you want. And that's, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a euphemism for, for, for life. It's, it's, it, that is, you there's no free handout, um, you know, and, and I know that what I can do, I can help and, and give people like, for instance, people work their lives away. They get to 50, 60 and they think it's, it's done and dusted. It's not done and dusted. I, I honestly feel I'm only beginning. I'm, I'm, I'm turning 49 next month. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I, I bring it on, you know, mm -hmm. I don't, if, 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 if a youngster comes, comes and wants to rev the engine with me and, and try and sit my wheel or whatever, I'm not going to think, oh no, he's, he's 20 years younger than me. I, I'm not, I don't have a chance. I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him a hiding. That's, 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 uh, that's my philosophy. Um, if you're in the fight, if you, if you come to the start line, if you come to the start line, you're there to race. Okay, and the same thing from, from my martial arts days. When you enter the dojo, if you've got a problem, you tell it before you enter the dojo or you don't enter the dojo. That's, 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 that's how it is. It's the same thing when you go to the bank manager and ask him, and ask him oh, sorry, I can't pay my mortgage. He's not interested. He's just going to repossess your house. You know, that's, that's life. So mm -hmm. that's, 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 uh, that's, that's, that's uh, what it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's hard work. It's hard work. You know, you, uh, like anything. I mean, if anyone knows what hard work's about, it's you. And there's another similarity to what you do. You do that treadmill run on the treadmill, mm -hmm. okay? The psychological, um, do you know how hard that, I mean, when people go into like lab performance versus, external performance the, you can't really emulate what happens on the outside in the lab and it's a, so much different to have that monotony and to go, <laughs> to go and run 100 miles to go and run 100 miles on the treadmill i mean hello you know that's that that in and itself is like it's like forget about nutrition you can't you can't i don't believe you can put science to 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 willpower i don't believe you can put science to to perceive there's got the perceived levels of exertion um you can't put science to the fighting spirit of the samurai uh, you know for, from the from the bygone era you can't put science to to a, a mother fighting for the life of a child so 
it, once again, that goes that all fits all in the whole sort of um, one size doesn't fit all. The fight inside of people, you can't put signs to, you can't put a number on it. You mm-hmm. know, it, it doesn't work that way, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you there. And it's, it is interesting, I think, like, not to sidetrack too much, but like the treadmill is an interesting one to me because it's like the longer you go on it, which means the lower the intensity. I find that one to be the worst because now you have like, you have the wherewithal to like think about what you're doing versus like if I would just go and do like a VO2 max test or something where I know it's going to be over in a, in a few minutes, I can just like white knuckle your way through it and yeah, it hurts a lot. It's a different type of pain, but you know that like you don't, it's almost like there's so much noise in your head because the intensity is so high that you, you don't even have the time to be bothered by the fact you're on a treadmill versus doing it outside. Whereas when you're doing something as far as a hundred miles, you know exactly what you're doing and you have time to think about how, how crazy and silly it is. (laughs) And then you got to battle that. Yeah. (laughs) Special force, special forces selection isn't about how fast you, how fast you can run the hundred meters. It's the fact that you've got to get to the top of that mountain and back down here in 24 hours and you can't quit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got time to, and you've got time to think about what you're doing. And that's what the and that's what it's all about. It's there, there is so much, it's not about who's the fastest, it's about who can handle that fatigue the most. It's about who can and that's that's the thing. It's it's just it's you get into that that's that's zone that, that I don't think. Everybody's that's another thing about it. It's like everybody's perceived vision is their perceived vision. You can't put somebody's vision in another person's head. Everybody, the way we see things and your vision when you're in that zone, it's your own universe, which belongs to you and only you. And it only has your fingerprints on it. And you can't emulate. And that's another thing. It's, 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 uh, it's one shoe doesn't fit, fit all. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this has all been great so far, Sean. I want to uh, jump into a few kind of specifics around just okay. your approach, what what you're doing. So folks that are listening have a little bit of context. I think there's a few things, at least that stuck out to me that I find really interesting and maybe fun to explore a little bit. And, and one is your actual, and you've highlighted this a little bit just with our conversation so far, but the way that your training kind of ends up playing out at the end of the day, when I take like a kind of an overview of your Strava data is that you're doing these really long rides, but it's not like you're going out there and doing them seven days a week. You're doing like three or four sessions, a lot of times to the tune of a hundred miles. And uh, you're doing them like, yeah, like I said, three to four times. So you kind of have this like polarizing week is the way I see it, where you've got these big long days where it's like, you're putting in a, what would be akin to a full shift of work on a bike. And then, you know, you might have a full day off and then do it again. Or if you dig into it, you string some of them together, but then maybe have multiple days off. Can you just tell us a little bit about how like those weeks typically play out for you in terms of uh, like how you're thinking about that? Okay. So it's, it's, I I probably run one of the most spontaneous uh, programs uh, that anyone can see. It's like, for instance, I've got, I've got, I've got seven days to do 500 kilometers. Mm Mm-hmm. Five on my Strava, it's five hundred and one kilometers. That's my that's the, I've got seven days to do. Okay, so each day that goes by that I don't ride, it makes those those final days that much harder. Sometimes I don't accomplish it, accomplish it, and sometimes I do. Okay, so and the reason why it does pan out that way is because I've got a, a small little uh, social media agency a business which I'm starting up, 
and it requires time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing, uh, I, I, I'm involved in uh, other social media um, endeavors as well. And, and, and I do have to uh, give them uh, the, the attention that they, they, they have to have. So I, I'm not afforded uh, a, a, f- a five day or a six day a full week of, of, of cycling. I, I wish I could. Um, so it is really much a case of, okay, you've got three days, you're going to have to make them work for you. And that's my approach. Um, it's, a, it's the same sort of thing as when I said, uh, when I brought up the uh, spec ops uh, uh, scenario, you've got to get to the top of the mountain and you've got to get back here in 24 hours. If you want to be in, you've got to make it work. And that's my goal. Um, it's really maximizing, my, um, it's actually really making the most out of life. Um, it, it's, it's an, I'm making the most out of every single ride. Every ride I do, I get a sense of accomplishment that really is tremendous. And besides, when I really dig deep into ketosis, my, my uh, mental state is, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I become so lucid. I become, it's, it's, it's the most incredible sensation um, to get, you know, it's, it's, it's more than a, a runner's high. It's, it's you know, I'm sure you've probably, you've probably experienced it a dozen times, but for me, it's, it's just uh, a, a sensation, which is only hard work, physical hard work can achieve. So once again, there isn't, okay, I've got to do, I've got to do, um, you know, for instance, base training for this week. I've got to do a, 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 um, thresh, a threshold the next week, but have a taper week. Um, for me, it's about, okay, cool. So um, it's very simple. They say you need carbohydrates to perform, okay? Um, they say you need, to, you need to perform well. And I, I see, I know what other people are doing. I see what the, the, the averages uh, other people are doing. Um, and uh, I know what I'm doing is very admirable. And I'm not doing it with carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing it with refueling. So how am I doing it? I'm not carbo-loading, I'm not eating pastas, I'm not having energy bars, I'm not having energy gels, I'm not having a pre-meal, pre-big meal. I may sometimes have a protein shake before I go, if I feel like I need it. I may have a scoop of macadamia and nut butter. I may grab, grab five or six um, uh, fish oil capsules, uh, salmon oil capsules. Um, I may do that, but I don't do it all the time. So once again, you know, we touch on, well, what do you do? When do you do it? How do you do it? What time do you do it? It's, it's literally the same way as going back 20,000 years to early, early Paleolithic man. You know, it's like if the food is running around, that's the time to go and catch it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you, don't, you know, we didn't have a, they didn't have the, the, their, their smart watches and the, oh, it's lunchtime now. Um, mm-hmm. It's literally, oh, well, you know, I've been known to wake up at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning and make myself a protein shake and go back to bed. That's what I do. Some nights I don't do it. Um, I've got a massive addiction for English cucumbers. Um, I really do. <laughs> and, and, so, and, and sometimes, um, and you can ask Melly, one, uh, one of my big things is, is watching probably you on a YouTube uh, uh, podcast and, chow- and chowing an English cucumber. <laughs> so that's the, that's the kind of thing. And if I don't eat during the day, I'm not going to die because I, you know, I don't get hungry. No? Um, I have a, also a mad passion for butter, salted butter is like my cheese. I eat salted butter, chunks of salted butter, like, like it's going out of fashion. It's, it's like I go through butter like you cannot believe. 
Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, and eggs. I know you're a big egg, egg fan. I, I, you know, part of my keto muffin recipe is eggs. I go through eggs like, like you cannot, like you just cannot. When I was a bodybuilder, I used to eat 30 eggs a day, you know, mm-hmm. in between meals. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember back when, uh, when I was kind of first at a point where I had done a low carb approach with my training long enough and comfortable enough where I was willing to help other people out who reached out and wanted to kind of implement it themselves. And, and I had one, one of my first, the first guys I helped with, he, he sent me a picture of his fridge after going to the grocery store once. And it was literally just like a fridge, like just jammed with like cartons of eggs and heavy whipping cream. <laughs> He's like, I'm set, I'm set for the week. <laughs> I love it. No, no, seriously, I, I, I mean, eggs, I, I just go to, I can, I can sit down and eat eight eggs, no problem. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. like, and, and I generally go for more for the yolk than I do, do um, if I'm, a, if, if I'm in a rush, I, I, I break, um, and I was watching Chris Froome, you know, he likes to have the egg whites. I'm more like breaking open to get the, the egg yolk. So hey, you guys would be great um, training partners then you can have the yolks and he can have the yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, so it's, it's, um, yeah, I, 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 it's, I'm, for me, I'm, I'm, this, I get excited about my nutrition. I get excited about my food. I get excited about what, what am I, what am I going to experience today? It's, for me, it's like pushing those limits. You know, when do I really need to, 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 to refuel? I'm just hoping I can find that time long enough during the day where I can ride long, longer. Um, to, to actually find the fuels and to 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 experiment, uh, I have I I, um, I always take a, a backup just in case it's a sachet of macadamia nut butter, pure pure macadamia nut butter, uh, just in case, um, and I and I take a, a painkiller uh, just in case because um, I crash a lot, I I I crash too much, um, and um, and I also suffer from a, scoli- a scoliosis. Um, I've got a very, very bad scoliosis. And that's another, another thing for me is bike setup. Um, the only factor that really interferes with, with my performance is how I feel on, on the bike and being dialed into that position on the bike because um, I get everything from what they call cyclist palsy where you get numb hands. Uh, I used to get numb hips, but I've sorted that out with my saddle. Um, uh, and, of course, lower back issues like all pro cyclists suffer from it. Um, so for me, it's also like battling those pains. And those are the only hindrances. Energy, I have no issues with. Uh, my biggest issues are, are, are pain, are, 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 are being, having discomfort, not pain. It's called, I, I refer to it as discomfort, where it throws me uh, out of that zone and then I get irritated. Um, that's the only thing. If I'm comfortable, I can just go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So, so that, yeah. that's a priority. That's really interesting. One thing that stuck out to me when you were describing kind of like your, your training and stuff was that you kind of go into the week with this goal of 500 kilometers, but how that shapes out is just so fluid from one week to the next where, you know, maybe you're stringing two or three sessions in a row and then having a few days off when you get to that point, or maybe it's, you know, kind of a more of a checkerboard or every other day as the kind of the week plays out, which I find really interesting because it does kind of map that like ancestral like approach to life where like you said like hey if the if if the the food's there we need to get it like it doesn't matter if we don't need it now we we've got this block of time and this opportunity let's capture it and then you know there might be a day or two where that's not an option so it doesn't matter if you feel great like like you might have like two 16-hour work days 
that you know you got to get done and you might feel great, but you're not riding bike those days because you're yeah. spending your time getting the work done and you kind of got to got to be both flexible. I love being productive. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's yeah, really I love cool. being productive. Yeah. I love and, it. No, I mean, if it's off the bike or on the, or off or on the bike, I just love being productive. I, I, I can't do nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. And I, when you explain it that way too, I think your, your nutrition approach actually makes a lot of sense. I almost like would compare it to like a stage race where you don't necessarily know, like a self-supported one where you don't necessarily yeah, know, yeah. like, Oh, I'm going to have access to this level of food or this level of carbohydrate every like four miles, every like, or every like 60 minutes or whatever it ends up being, because you have all that structure in place. Whereas you're like, I need to be able to rely on a consistent energy stream because I might hop on that bike and be out there for eight hours without a chance to quote unquote carbo load or a chance to get in a huge meal the night before. Cause you might not know right away that that's going to happen. Uh, it was not to, to diverge a little bit, but I did get a kick out. I think it was, uh, either on your Instagram account or somewhere else, someone had asked you about like fueling and you said, I generally don't fuel unless maybe I go over seven hours, then maybe I'll have some macadamia. <laughs> That's, the, the average person is like, well, seven hours. It's like, at that point, you, you basically just don't fuel during your workouts. And also another thing, I, and also another thing I do, I ride, I, I ride in circles. So mm. if you look at my straw, you said, she's, uh, Cape Town's kind of, kind of a beautiful place. This guy rides in circles. I, I literally have a four or 10 kilometer loop, which I do. And I do that for, 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 for two reasons. Firstly, um, I, I want to be seen. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, people can see me. So it's not like uh, no one, no one can uh, flag my ride or, or I, people know who I am and they can see me riding. Okay. So they can see it's me. And the other thing is I'm, I'm doing the same thing, the same roads, the same consistency all the time. So, it, you know, it's the same sort of thing. I, I, I calibrate my power meter. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm out there to prove a point, okay? Um, and, and that's very important to me. It's very easy to go on a nice scenic route, long route, and, you know, you've got different scenery. Same thing. It's like you get on that treadmill and you're on that, <laughs> that treadmill for like you're running 100 miles on a treadmill and you're going kind of like uh, nowhere. <laughs> um, it, it, the, the, the mental toll on that is, is also a, a factor. And I really believe my nutrition, my nutritional game helps me stay motivated. And the deeper I go in, I only start to feel potent after three hours. You know? I find the first hour really like, you know, I, I really get into it like three, three, four hours of the riding. That's when I start to, it's like, that's when I'm ready to really go, you know? Mm -hmm. um and 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 I, literally I, I the the roads i ride are i, I can do two three hundred kilometers on the same <laughs> on the same road um but i, I do there this this method behind my madness i mean uh, somebody commented the other day and he said Just, why do you ride in circles is your gps unit not very really good <laughs> <laughs> so, so don't you know Cape Town? So, um, so that's that's one of the, the, the you know one of the things that that, that I do. So, um, yeah, it, it's 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 it, for me, it's like getting out there and just doing it. You know, it's like clipping in there. It's like putting your running shoes on there and just getting out there and doing it. Whether it's ten kilometers for you 
or you know i'm sure you feel the same way or 100 mile for you it's getting out there and doing it and that's that's what i'm trying you know it's just get out there and do it you know you don't have to ride 150 kilometers go ride 50 kilometers it's, it's just embrace it i mean it's it's like life is so so short it is so sh- short and in terms of the cosmic you know the, the, our universe it's we we're, we're a blink of a blink of a blink our life you know it's just seize it seize that opportunity and that's pretty much everything that i do there's there's another uh, thing about it um another uh, um philosophy behind it and also the way i think about the world and where we are now and uh, it's Trust me, when you run, I'm sure you experience, you've got that time to think, eh? You've got that time to think. I'm sure that there must be so many thoughts that run through your head. And so many, I'm sure you also get into that zone where you just don't think about nothing. You completely kind of zen out. But I, the, the thoughts, the creativity, the, 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 the ideas that can come out through those, the, that period of time, I maximize it. Even in my head, I maximize that time um, uh, you know, when I'm doing, doing what I'm doing. Um, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're certainly having fun doing what you're doing. And the, the other question I kind of have within the context of that is when I kind of look at your, your training, my thoughts, well, these are long enough sessions that you're likely sitting in like zone two or below the majority of the time. But I think I probably, My assumption is that this is going to be intuitive, but when you're out there for some of those longer sessions, are you pretty steady in terms of like a consistent pace or are you throwing in any surges or anything like that as you feel more energetic? So, so, so I will tell you, my heart rate has dropped substantially over the last 10 years. Um, And I think that's also got to do with the fact that I'm now doing an incredible amount of distance versus what I used to do. Um, and so I'm doing that long, slow. Um, yes. So there are, like, for instance, there are sessions when I will throw in about four or five hard uh, five-minute sessions when I'm going uh, above my FTP. Um, uh, so, so, and also I like to do that towards the end of the ride. And once again, the reason why I'm doing that is to show you that, okay, no carbohydrate, no carbohydrate. I'm doing a hard effort, Okay. And um, I haven't refueled. So once again, it's like saying, okay, cool. So what were you saying about carbohydrates again? So literally that's what I'm doing. So if it, once again, I'm proving um, I'm, I've just been writing for five hours. But now I've just done a, a really hard, hard session. And I don't work on, I don't work on heart rate. I used to work on heart rate. Um, but I work on power. So if my power, uh, my, so if I'm, if I'm above my FTP power, okay. Uh, for, for, for five minutes or for 10 minutes or for 20 minutes, um, I'll do it. Um, so I, so and that's, that's intensity. And I, I know I'm going fast because if people try and sit my wheel, they're, they're not there for very long and I'm going past other people. So I am, it's there. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's, you know, and it's, I'm doing it with, with my, my bodies in, in endogenous ketones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you're putting in surges to the tune of your, your FTP at the end of a long ride like that, it would stand to reason that you haven't like compromised your muscle glycogen levels to the degree where you can't do that. So, I mean, the, the, it, it's just interesting to think from like a physiological standpoint, your fat oxidation rates must just be so high at the, at the, 
intensities that you're averaging that when you do get to the end of a ride where most folks, certainly folks following a moderate to high carbohydrate diet would be finding themselves kind of pushing up along that point where your body starts defending muscle glycogen so much so that you're not really going to be able to push up into those higher intensities, or you're going to really struggle. You're going to have to really draw a lot of willpower out to do so, uh, that you're still kind of in a position to, to be able to throw that down. It's, it's interesting. Cause I mean, I talked to this about my, to my coaching clients, it's like the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your diet is. Your goal is to defend muscle glycogen to the point where at the end of a race or at the end of a long session, you have that available to you to make a move if you want to, or need to. And, uh, there's different ways to do that as you're kind of showing, showing us today as to how you decide to defend that. Yeah. Look, I mean, I have a, like I say, I'm competitive and I have a, I have a, I have, I have a lot of people that know me and think that they, you know, they, they, I have people that make fun of me and the fact that, you know, keto, keto, keto. And a lot of people like to think that, you know, it's showdown at the OK Corral and they want to come, come and, uh, you know, you know, I, I, I sat with uh, Saka. And uh, I, I have to say that not many people, if, not, if none, have had, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of faster people out, out there, but, um, you know, these are car burning elite athletes and, my 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 junior and <laughs> um i dropped him so and and i've probably ridden for four hours already so and you know i just keep on going harder and harder and harder and harder and harder so yeah i just i, I just really once again carbohydrates for me uh, absolutely not um it's the most overrated for me most overrated um, um macronutrient uh, ever ever mentioned. Um, and that's, uh, and I prove it every time I ride. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. The, one of the more kind of like comical, uh, internet arguments I'll see is the whole, like, well, I'm going to have so, and I'm going to like have a showdown of two different people. And it's like, we're, we're proving absolutely nothing from a nutritional standpoint by doing that. It's it, like, we're, we're really just we're highlighting whether one person is better than the others in a given context. And at that particular time and day, and in reality, really the only way to know if one process is better than the other would be for you to do one process, wash up here, do it again. Even that's confounded with whatever fitness gains you'd have from the, the, whichever process came first, or even psychological things like, you know, you do something once. I mean, a lot of athletes will have this where they have this like barrier in their mind where I can't go faster than this and say like the 5k. And then all of a sudden they have a race where they bust through that. And all of a sudden they never run that slow again. And it's like, because they just redefined what they're capable of. They re they reset yeah. there. So there's so many like goofy things going on with that. But, uh, you know, people like to like to draw up the whole like one V one type. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think it's also the way you've been brought up and I think it's, 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 um, you know, you go and um, it's 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 your approach to to the, the medical world. You go and you 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 like you like cycling, for instance, and you go and see a, a high performance uh, a sports scientist, mm-hmm. okay, and and he and and he hasn't tested you yet, but he looks at you, turns around to you, and he says he says to you, um, you know, you're never going to be an elite athlete, but uh, well, we can we can t- uh, we can t- t- test you and. All of a sudden, you you know, oh, okay. Now the inf- you got to take that information and process it. You can either say to him, "Oh, so you say I'm never going to be an elite athlete." Well, if you, 
<laughs> and prove them wrong or you're gonna or what some people do they just they walk out there and say well, i'm i'm never there's no point i'm never going to be an elite athlete so that it's a choice mm-hmm. it's it, 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 it's 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 a choice um it's you know are you are you gonna you know are you gonna show you know you know show the, the front to the enemy or are you gonna turn your back and run so it's it's once again we go back to the whole thing about about life it's it's that choice and that's the other thing we we it's the same sort of thing when you go and see see the doctor and they say no you've got cancer you're gonna you're gonna die and unfortunately you're gonna die in three months um and uh it's your choice to fight or not and that my late father that happened to him they gave him three months he lasted a year and a half without 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 finances to assist him because he wasn't prepared to die it's a choice it's a choice and that was obviously the the the, the factor for me to becoming ketogenic but um the it, it's your choice to 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 take the fight no mm. one's going nobody is going to give you that magic pill it's your choice you know i and when you say it's what you are capable of i watched meli and i have to use an as an example um i watched this this girl this lady become i mean she she was cleaning up the queen of the mountains eventually in in cape town when she was here in south africa okay cleaning them up every she would go for a coffee ride a slow ride and she would come back with queen of some with queen of the mountains because i helped her push through her limits i she's never ever ridden that hard i mean it was it was just basically uh 2 months of chasing sakov it, it every she bled every single ride but she 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 was there she was sore but she she was there she complained sometimes but she was there she didn't quit she was there and that's the thing it's it's like you say it's you can't you can't really compare uh, the, the the two it's up to, it's up to you uh, where you want to be i don't have a car so i won't be able to do it you know um the doctor said i can't do this um put 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 a long sleeve top on and you're going to catch a cold it's it's cold outside um it's it's all these it's it's the brain the brain will tell you you the you, the, the, you decide you decide yeah um, yeah there's a lot of self fulfilling prophecy out there i think yeah. where where people limit themselves by because someone told them something and it stuck in their head for whatever reason Yeah, it's 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 uh, no. I see I see it all the time. I mean, I see I. It's it's how we bring our children up. Um, I, I, the gen our generation, the the generation that's coming up now. It's it's um. I always uh, if it was uh, if it was the generation landing on Omaha Beach in D Day, uh, it would be a different story uh, today. Um, if it was uh, the, it's a to- total different. Ge- Different generation, our great grandparents. First, uh, you know, um, we we're a generation of oh, if it's broken, throw it away, um, and replace it. There was a generation if it's broken, you fix it, mm. and you make it work. And that's the, my philosophy. Once again, I've got I've got seven days to do this 500 kilometers, and uh, and as each day goes by, it, it becomes it becomes more of a, a challenge. Um, and that's it and i've had some good weeks i've had some 600 km weeks i've had some 700 km weeks um and uh, you know if i can put do more in there it's the same thing it's it's prehistoric man if i can 
you know, if I can catch more game, you know, in the hunt and, and, and store it in my cave, I will. Um, but uh, it's just what what what's what's open. Oh, it's open. We're not we're not robots, but we are being programmed to be robots. Unfortunately, um, you know, it's uh, nine at work, twelve o'clock lunch break. You know, home, um, and and uh, that's 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 your app. You know, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll you'll scan your code, um, and that's and that's. I've got so many ideas. I don't want to start digress. So, so, so you better ask me direct questions. Sure. No, we can. I can digress. Yeah. No. You know, you've 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 touched on a, a fair bit of what I wanted to chat about. I do want to get into a little bit about some of the specifics about kind of your diet and how you program that because okay. one thing that stuck out to me that I mean I have this in my lifestyle as well, but it seems like yours is maybe even more polarized. Where you know, if I have like a big training day or weekend or block, I might be like you know, burning two, three times my resting metabolic rate, and I'm fueling at a certain level or a certain way for those days. And then I might have like a deload week, or at least a couple easy recovery days, in which case I'm going to feel differently on those days. So it's like the context becomes even multivaried within the same person. So you're, you're kind of like the extreme of that, where like you might be out riding for seven, eight hours one day, and then you might not be even touching the bike the next does so i guess this is maybe a two-part question does your diet vary much from one day to the next when you have that sort of a setup 100 percent naturally and i'll t- i'll t- i'll carry on no go ahead let's start just to start there and then uh, i can it, ask it, more it, it, i eat less on my ride days than i do on my rest mm-hmm. i i find my hunger my hunger uh, is definitely uh, greater on a rest day than it is on a ride day um, I can I can do uh, seven I can do six seven hours come back, uh, wash my kit, um, uh, call call Mary because you know she, she's she's uh, paramount and you know in, in in my day just to find out if she's okay, um, check my social media, check my emails, um, and then think about what to eat. Um, I just don't have any hunger. Uh, there's just no hunger. Even if I've had a bad session, a bad a bad time of 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 having some uh, a few sort of ten minute hunger knocks on the on the bike, there's just no hunger. On a rest day, different story. On a rest day, I'll find myself, uh, you know, catching up, maybe boiling, yeah, catching up, boiling <laughs> up some, boiling up some eggs, throwing in a, a, an extra protein shake. Oh, is a macadamia nut butter in there? Um, you know, shit, I'm out of cucumbers, that kind of thing. Um, and and and. When, when it comes to, and if I, if I know that I will definitely be riding the following day, I'm looking for the fattiest piece of meat I've got in my freezer um, and, and that kind of thing. Butter, butter, butter. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's the, the, the regime. And, it's, it's, it, and, and I don't make sure that I, I eat at 6 o'clock or, or 7 o'clock or 5 o'clock. I eat when I can. And, and, I, and I'll even say that. I've even eaten a main meal at 1 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Because of, it's just, I don't have the opportunity. I know I've got to eat and I'm just going to eat. And it's the same sort of thing. I've I've got to ride the next day. I've got to eat. I've got to get that food in me. Um, So, so that's, yeah, that's the story. I mean, um, and it's, that's, but it's, it's incredible that I do find that I get, uh, a lot more peckish on my rest days than on my ride days. That's interesting. I find I've always found that fascinating, and 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 interestingly enough, it happens to to Melly as well. 
Um, and I use it as a reference because we are so similar um, in, in so many ways. And, uh, and, and she also says, Geez, I just get so hungry on, on, on when I don't write. Um, and, uh, and like you say, it's probably, it's probably the body saying catch up. You know, you've you got you to you feel me. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, um, that was the biggest. Yeah, that was like the biggest difference I noticed even going from moderate high carb to low carb and then even more so like on phases of the year or times where I'm a little closer to like a strict ketogenic approach is just like your hung, like at least for me, my hunger, where when I was moderate high carb, it was like, I was basically always hungry. The question was whether my stomach was full or not, <laughs> Like, but like the hunger pangs were basically always there. Uh, okay. th- then when I moved lower carb, then it was just like, when I was like really actually hungry, I would get hunger pangs. But when I go strict keto where I'm, you know, like easily under 50 grams of carbohydrate per day, uh, it's just like, there's never a hunger pang. I just eat because I know I got to get around to doing it eventually. Uh, I think if I go, if I get long enough, I'll still get some hunger pangs. Uh, I'll start, I'll just crave things like salt and like fatty fatty foods and things like that. Uh, (laughs) That's exactly it. I have to get around to it eventually. That's exactly how, how it is. It's like, um, ah, yeah, I better eat kind of thing. You know, it's yeah, like, it's like other, if, this ride is, if the other yeah. 200 kilometers of this week is going to happen, I should probably yeah. eat something eventually. I, I, yeah. I, you know, when I, I, I did that, that, that roller event, um, uh, uh, that's actually an interesting one. Um, the night before I did that uh, event where I rode for uh, 10 hours on the rollers, um, uh, Ryan Pyle, who's an adventure filmer, he, uh, he did an interview with me um, the, the night before. And I was just so excited and hyped up about this thing. I, I literally had to force myself to eat before riding the next day for, for 10 hours. And I burned 6,300 calories. So um, I, it's just like, oh, I better eat. You know, I better like literally start forcing food into, you know, food, food into me because I'm just not hungry and of course with excitement that also sometimes just takes away my hunger so yeah it's uh there's no absolute it's almost like uh oh, i think you should actually just take in something to eat just in case you are riding tomorrow aren't you so that's yeah it's the same it's the same uh, same approach as you as, as you very much yeah mm-hmm. Do you, do you do any type of monitoring, like uh, testing your blood ketone levels or squaring how much fat to protein ratio and things like that? No, I, I don't. And I don't, I, and I don't weigh myself. Um, the only thing I do is uh, calibrate my power meter and, and wear a heart rate monitor. I, I don't. Um, uh, I would if I, I had, if, if, I, if I had some devices, um, I probably would out of interest. Um, but I just ensure I have eat fat, 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 fat. It's almost, I've got this approach. Okay. Well, if that, what's the doctor, if that's what the doctor said, I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> so no, no, seriously, that's kind of my philosophy. And, and I've got a really good uh, GP, my GP. Um, I, I had blood test blood work done in 2017 and she couldn't believe my, uh, my, 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 my lipid and, and cholesterol. It was, she said, this is like, I know that your diet, this is, this is, you can't be, can't be, you know, mm-hmm. she, she was expecting it to be higher and it wasn't. So that was the only time I had, I had a huge amount of blood work done in 2017. Um, but I, I'm, I just don't touch carbohydrate and I'm, and I, I'm very careful about protein 
about too much protein because when I did go full, full carnivore, that did affect my rights um, because of uh, the, the glucose spike with the uh, gluconeogenesis. Um, that, so so I, I am very careful about uh, taking in too much uh, uh, protein. I am a protein freak junkie, okay? Um, but if I cook a lean piece of meat, there's a whole lot of butter going in there. There's a whole lot of butter. Um, uh, and, and butter coffee and just blocks of butter. I mean, literally, I eat it like if it's a, if it's a, a, a cheese. Salted butter, oh, there's a, there's, there's a leopard tea, which is a French, we, there's an import with the, somebody imports this leopard tea French butter into South Africa. And I buy it all there. I buy it all. Um, I love butter. It's like, oof, a, a, a butter is for me, it's like, oof, I love it. I eat it like a sweet. As I promise you, it's 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 amazing. Yeah. You're you're literally the butter burner at that point. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the butter burner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is butter. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I think like it. Yeah, when, yeah, I think when you get into kind of like a carnivore way of eating, or like even if it's pretty close to strict carnivore, you do find yourself in this situation where unless you're adding fat to it you're probably looking at like 70, 30. I mean, if you're doing a lot of bacon, you can maybe push that up a little higher, but like most of the meat, even the fatty cuts of meat are still going to come packaged with a fair bit of protein in there. So I always wonder about that when I'm talking to someone like yourself who has a yeah. massive energy output, because then it's just like, it's not necessarily an equation of I'm just going to eat more of what I'm already eating because at a certain point you hit a threshold of how much protein is really going to do any more good from a recovery standpoint and the excess calories you burn are gonna have to come from like either a fatty fat or a carbohydrate in your case it's going to be basically all fat so it's like how are you kind of squaring that um and it sounds like you've kind of run that experiment on yourself and that, like, that's actually a very interesting one and i've, I've actually applied myself to that, to that that theory and i and i and i think that the uh carnival uh, the carnival diet is actually very advantageous and the reason for it is because of the uh, the gluconeogenesis and the, and, the, and the spiking of the insulin, and then it, just, it helps you store some body fat. So that was that's kind of where because I'm, I'm feeling a lot stronger and a lot more sort of sustained um, doing my my cycling, uh, going more deep into into the corner. And I do believe that that's that there is a, a definite um, advantage because of the higher protein um, and that little bit of extra stored uh, body body fat because. Um, you know, I, I don't have to look like a ripped bodybuilder. I have to perform. Uh, I have to get to the 500 kilometer uh, week. So to have a little bit of uh, reserve uh, and it, and it dis dissipates, it actually disappears. You, in the, it's, it's actually, in, you, you, you've got, you've got in the, in, in the morning and then it's gone and it's gone after, after the ride. If you go and if you deplete, it's, it's actually, it's, it's, I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful self experiment. So, I do think that that is one of the advantages of 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 doing going for a strict strict carnival. I don't like the word strict carnival, and I, and I don't like the word intermittent fasting. It's like sounds it sounds so like um, uh, you've got to do this, yeah, yeah, yeah. force. So I just I, it's like this is what I do. It's that's that's how I approach it. You know, if I fast for twenty four hours, it's not because I plan to do it; it's because it happened that way. Um, that, I mean, when when Lex that that, that, that wonderful. Um, sort of expose when he fasted for three days and, and he spoke about it and everything and that and that was like the planned thing I, I don't if i don't eat i don't eat 
it's not because I plan to. It's just because I'm not hungry and I'm not. I don't want to eat. Um, so uh, and, and and that's and and that's the 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 uh, that's part of my lifestyle, and it happens often. So I don't force anything. Um, I eat when I'm hungry, um, and uh, and if I'm not hungry, I, I'm not going to eat. Uh, that's 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 <laughs> it's as simple as that. It, it's it's people. I do I do feel that people overthink things. They really, really overthink it. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think to a degree too, like there's maybe a time and place to overthink or think things through, but that's usually at the beginning when you're first implementing something. But like once you have something in place, you can just put it on autopilot. I mean, like people ask me if I track my my calories or my nutrition. I mean, the answer is no. And it's not because I've never done it. It's because I've done it enough in the past where I got a close enough idea of what I'm doing so that if something kind of is off in training, I can kind of identify pretty quickly what it is. And it's pretty easy to kind of recognize. And I mean, for someone like yourself, who you kind of, I mean, you've got this, like you're, you're here, like structured, but flexible at the same time where you've some, some aspects of what you're doing is so simple that you, it's not hard to kind of just rinse and repeat it's just a matter of where those pieces kind of fall within like a seven day time frame, And, and I think it almost gets easier at that point because you just kind of know like, well, when I'm like doing this, I need to kind of check these boxes over the course of seven days for this to kind of continue working the right way. But um, how I check them, is not maybe necessarily going to lay out the exact same way one week to the next, which is kind Absolutely. of an interesting thing. Yeah. And, 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 it is. A, it, I do have it. The way you've put it, it, it's exactly that. But it's. I mean, I think um, what what I do is, in a way, very selfish. Um, I, it, you can't. You can't. You can't do what I do. Uh, you have to have very understanding people around you to to, because I don't have real time to give up other people, and like for instance, when I I've just recovering now or managing Achilles tendonitis and it just it became so and I'm sure a lot of endurance athletes can relate to this it just became so uh, um, uh, 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 encapsulating and, 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 and focus I've got to heal this I've got to find a way to sort this out this is this can't happen this I've got to go I've got a goal in mind this just this is, just can't happen uh, and then start researching about Achilles tendonitis, finding people who know about it, go on YouTube, see, uh, learn how to wrap your, your Achilles tendon in, 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 uh, in, in, in the kinesiology tape. And, and, uh, and, and it just becomes all, it just becomes everything. Um, and I, 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 the reason why I'm bringing this up is for, for people, they also have to put things into pers- perspective as well. Um, it's, it's, um, we are human and we aren't supposed to be here forever and we do get injuries. And we, we've got to also accept, we also got to accept sometimes that you can't always be the best and you can't always be on top of your game. So it's, it's, it's kind of, you've got to adapt. You've got to adapt to the changes and, and injuries and uh, new nutritional strategies is it's adaption, adaptions, same as getting your fitness. It's, a, it's, a, it's about adaptation and allowing yourself to, for it to happen. So and allow yourself to heal. So, mm-hmm. but it's, 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 it's really interesting. And I, I find, I find um, 
sorry, I'm going to digress by throwing this in, but you know, I, the, the, there's so many people on this planet, and for us to connect and actually have a, the time to chat, and we we we've only, we're only we're only meeting via this channel, but the opportunity is. This is like kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I do believe this has got to do with a lot of with physics and quantum mechanics and like-minded people uh, kind of crisscrossing the energies of, 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 of the world. And, and, and it's been proven with, with, with physics about, about this. So it's like, for me, it's like this whole sort of experience for me is energizing. It's, it's, it's amazing. It, it really is. So, um, it's just a, Connecting the dots and all the yeah. people that I admire, who I admire around the world and 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 look up to, and just to finally reach out to them and actually have a chance to to spend some time with them and actually have to 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 chat like to chat with you, is for me it's 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 very special. It's, it's really really special. So yeah, Sean. I mean, it's been, it's been a blast to chat with you and kind of hear your perspective on a variety of things. I think we we covered everything I wanted to touch on and then some, and I think it's just been kind of cool to. Kind of hear your process your approach and how that maybe compares to some of the other folks that i've chatted with and everything else it's just an interesting part of uh uh what i'm able to do so i'm, I'm always grateful when folks like yourself yeah. are willing to hop on zoom and chat with me for a while and and that that is the beauty of it i mean you're down in south africa i'm here in phoenix arizona we couldn't be further from one another ge geographically and yet yeah. we're able to connect for a couple hours and and kind of compare notes so to speak but uh yeah, I mean, Sean, what uh, is there anything you'd like to share with the listeners as to things that you're up to, social media channels and that sort of stuff that they could find you and connect with you um, if they want to reach out? Yeah, of course. So, so my primary uh, social media platform is Instagram. Um, I've got Sean Sacco, which is uh, Sean underscore, underscore Sacco, and then I've Twitter is is the the same same handle. Um, I, I I use my social media platforms. In, in in different ways uh, my twitter I, I like to share articles and and interests so if you if you're not prepared to um if you if you don't like space travel and and aviation <laughs> and, and 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 pushing and pushing uh, and pushing meat meat and and the keto the, the ketogenic diet don't follow me there um, the, because I'm involved, very much involved in social media marketing, um, I, I have a, a, a fledgling company called the Lone Wolf Cycling Club, and that's a, it's a, an ambassador influencer agency uh, which which I've uh, recent, recently started, um, and uh, we work with, with with brands and and ambassadors and and uh, and, and athletes, um, you know, in the social media realm. Um, and I'm I'm also very involved with uh, Look. Uh, Look Cycle, uh, which is the French uh, French cycling company, which created the first automatic clipless pedal um, uh, and and the carbon fiber frame uh, back in uh, 1984 and uh, the frame in 1986. Um, and I work with him very much on the, on the social media uh, social media front with the ambassadors. Um, so that's kind of kind of what what I do as well. Um, and uh, yeah, and Strava, and I'm I, I'm on Strava, and I really encourage uh, the Strava because you know it's it's there, and I always affix my actual uh, data um, because sometimes it's been known that sometimes the the information on the Strava can be slightly skewed. So I use the the app which I use my power meters 
uh, on with my, with with my Strava, which is uh, Sean Sacker. There's only uh, one of them, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's where you where, where you can find me. And uh, with regards to uh, direct messages, um, I don't respond to uh, direct messages unless I've, uh, unless um, I, like for instance we 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 connect. But if you need to get in touch with me, comments in in the in the in the uh, in the section in the uh, posts uh, comment there. I, Always go back on my comment sections, or you can email me. Uh, my email link is uh, is in the um, is in my bio. Uh, but uh, I like to always be transparent um, if I'm going to answer somebody, if it's contentious or not. Um, I've got nothing to hide, so I don't like to do uh, direct messages. So mm-hmm. that's just how, how I operate. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're very responsive on the comment section on your Instagram yeah. account. So it's uh, yeah. I'm sure some folks are going to head over there and check out what you're up to. Um, yeah. But Sean, it's been an absolute blast chatting with you. Uh, you know, I'll have to have you back on down the road and catch up again. Yeah, it's it's been like I say, it's been it's been uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to to have the opportunity to connect with you and, and chat with you and just my own journey through life and just, you know, to, to meet, to, to connect with these individuals whom, whom I've uh, um, learned about and then finally get to, to, to chat with. It's a, it's a, it's a great privilege and I'm very grateful for it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. My pleasure. And I'll end on this. You're, I think you're my first guest where we got close to one of us actually recording on two different days so like, it's, it's getting late enough over by you where if we'd go too much longer, you'd be in the next day. And, and then it would be a two day recording a technically speaking on your side. So thanks a bunch for stick, staying up a bit later and coming out and hanging out at the, on the HBO podcast. Thank you very much. And enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the human performance outliers podcast with Zach Bitter. All right, folks, if you are interested in adding some structure to your training program, I have some options that might interest you. Over on my website, ZachBitter.com, I have a wide range of ready-made plans that have options for beginners to advanced endurance athletes. I also have personalized plan options where I will cater a plan specific to the event you are preparing for and your personal schedule and training availability. You can also access a variety of add-on options from email collaboration to consultation calls to help guide you through your training and nutrition needs. You can access these with or without a formal plan. So head over to ZachBitter.com and let me know what you think.